Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church, located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. Today, um, we are beginning a brand new series, um, and it's it's not a week-to-week series like most of the, the message series we have. Uh, this is a continuing series that we'll just revisit from time to time as the Lord leads. It's called Covenant Conversations. Covenant conversations, real talk about trusting God through the tragedies and triumphs of life. And today we start with Jenny and Jerry Sanders. I am really excited to bring you this conversation today because it allows us to talk about a difficult truth. Sometimes it is the, uh, the elephant in the room on Mother's Day, and, and, and the fact is that Mother's Day is not an easy day for a lot of women around the country, a lot of women in our church. Uh, so Jenny is going to share her story uh, and just get bare bones honest about, uh, about Mother's Day and how she had felt about it for years as she shares her story. So let me set it up this way. Don't turn us off. Don't tune us out. Don't go watch Jensen or T.D. Jakes. Stay with me. I want to set it up this way. If you've ever had a situation in your life uh, that constantly reminded you that you were not enough, that you were inadequate, that you were broken, that you were somehow flawed. If you've ever been in that situation, then I want you to, to continue to listen. If you have ever truly believed God for something, you knew you were in his will, you knew you were doing what you were supposed to do, and just as you got your hands on it, you watched that dream, you watched that, uh, that stage of your life, that obedience, just slip through your fingers like sand, then I want you to stay tuned. If you've ever been so mad at God that you weren't sure you would ever talk to him again, I want you to stay tuned. If, if you've ever seen someone in tragedy and didn't know what to say, if you've ever been challenged to trust God again, uh, even when you weren't sure he could be trusted, I want you to continue to watch. You're in the right place today. So listen, next time we do this, we're going to do some things differently with the production. We're going to add a camera angle. We're going to, we're going to get an overhead mic. Uh, There's some things we'll do differently. But listen, this conversation is gold, and we didn't want to mess anything up. So there are moments in this conversation of pure joy. There are moments of gut-wrenching agony, moments of breathtaking honesty, and real-life rough-and-tumble faith that's rooted in a real relationship with Jesus, not some sterilized religious fiction story. So I want you to sit back, but I want you to listen with your ears and with your heart and be encouraged today. Well, good morning, everybody. We are um, happy Mother's Day. We are here with uh, Jerry and Jenny Sanders and a very special and curious guest. And we'll let them uh, introduce him in just a second. So uh, why don't you, Jerry, why don't you tell me who's joining us right there in the red shirt? 
this is our son Teddy, um, the love of our life, <laughs> uh, the joy of our life right now. Uh, we're just we're just happy to be here and kind of share our testimony. Absolutely. Well, he's he's a cute one. I'll tell you that, and uh, and happy. That is a happy baby. Most of the, he's been happy for me, so that's all right. Uh, so, Jenny, on your social media page the other day, uh, I saw a post on April 28th, um, 2020, that said, Gotcha Day. Uh, that was the caption. So, uh, what does that mean? Um, gotcha Day is um, adoption finalization day, and um, wherein his adoption was final, done, kaput, no more. Um, lawyers, no more agencies, um, no more money, yeah. uh, <laughs> no more headache, no more waiting, no more proving um, our worthiness as parents. Um, we just got to be done and officially call him our son. So we celebrated that day. That is fantastic. <laughs> and, and you should have celebrated that yeah. day. That is that's an incredible blessing. So uh, we're on we're on this side of things, and we we can see how happy they are, and how happy he is, and how peaceful and settled, and everything is great. Um, this road to this moment here, though, has not been the easiest road that uh, that you've ever taken in your life, right? So um, so let's kind of circle back. Because we started at the end, because it's a happy ending. It's Mother's Day. We want a happy ending. Um, but it's not always been, uh, Mother's Day in particular has not always been a happy day. Um, and and I, have to, I have to say this, um, part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with them today is because uh, I have had women in my life, um, in my family, and certainly in church through through the years that uh, for whom Mother's Day is uh, very, very bittersweet. So on the one hand, uh, most of the time people are trying to honor their mothers and celebrate and be happy and grateful for their mothers. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, so many women um, grieve on, on this day because it's, it's painful. Um, for those who have not been able to have kids. So can we circle all the way back to the beginning of, of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jerry Sanders and, and kind of just kind of pick it up from there and, and talk about the, where you started and the desire to have kids and, and, uh, and all of that. So we can just kind of walk down this um, road with you. So we, this July, we will have been married 10 years. Um, so, and we weren't spring chickens when we got married. So um, we, pre I, I mean, it's kind of unspoken, but we, you know, wanted to start a family as soon as possible. And year after year, that just kept not happening. And there were some doctor's visits and test run and experimental things. And um, that just led nowhere. And um, really in my spirit, I didn't feel led to pursue that any further or do anything that was unnatural um, to each their own. But for me, I just never felt pulled in that direction. So um, gosh, I guess, Five or six years into our marriage, I guess, yeah, we, um, a friend of mine um, had adopted her daughter through foster care. Um, they came to live, the, her daughter came to live with her at two weeks old and then, you know, it took a little while, but they ended up adopting her. Um, and it just worked out seamlessly for them. And um, she was a big advocate um, of the fostering to adopt thing. And um, 
So we thought, well, hey, we have all this faith in God. We believe we have the faith of a mustard seed. We just know that this is how he's going to grow our family too. And um, we just felt called to that, um, to adopt. And that's how we were going to do it. And really one of the reasons behind that too was um, financially, because, you know, the thought of privately adopting just seemed like this impossible thing, because that's what people do who have money, um, which we didn't have. (laughs) And... um, just we just didn't think that was an avenue that we could do um so anyway we pursued that so this felt like an answered prayer right yeah oh yeah we a, thought this a was a real need yeah that you this had, is how god's gonna do it yeah yeah we thought it was gonna be easy <laughs> yeah and this but this follows five or six years of marriage where you were also trusting and believing god mm-hmm. for healing or for, for yeah intervention yeah. For or whatever you want to call pregnancy, it yeah yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. that you could have that hannah experience right. and now your pains right. turn to joy and you're carrying this child and that's just not what happened mm-hmm. so now you see this sort of light open up and you feel like this is the path that God's yeah, because we felt we on. felt peace about it, right? Yeah. I mean, I can look back and remember us clearly feeling peace about pursuing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we ended up taking in a little girl who was three months old at the time, um, and we asked all the right questions that we thought. Of course. <laughs> like you know, we didn't. They they told us there were no family members that could step up for her, and that you know everything looked good. That we thought, you know, we would be able to adopt her. So immediately, you know, I mean, of course she was perfect. I mean, smiling, happy, healthy. Um, Mm. Just, we fell in love instantly with her. And um, now, and this wasn't just an immediate thing, right? You finished your application and opened your home. Mm -hmm. And then we had to wait for- We did, and and we turned down some like older, children because I I just I, I had this longing for a baby I just I didn't want to miss a thing right. um, you know I, right. I had not gotten to experience being a mother yet so I didn't want to miss anything and right. uh, I was waiting on my baby that God was going to give me okay. <laughs> so we waited and then they finally called me about this baby girl and I was like and I remember Valerie was in in my chair <laughs> when um, I got that call and she was so excited and she you know we were both just crying and um so yeah, we went to get Emma that day and, um, gosh, she was just so sweet and, you know, things looked good for a couple of months there. I mean, you know, for it, for us to adopt her, I mean, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to talk about because for things to look good for us to adopt her, that also means things weren't looking good for her birth parents. Right. And, you know, yeah. looking back now, I, I, I see that more clearly yeah. that there was a lot more to it and we were only looking at it from our angle. Sure. Um, but, uh, anyway, <laughs> About three or four months into, uh, about three months into us having her, um, we were made aware that there was a family member, um, a distant family member that was stepping up to take her, but it was going to be a process. So we knew they were going to take her, but we still had her in our home for at least another month before they actually got her. And um, so that was just a kick in the gut. Um, Knowing they're coming to get her soon. But we were still praying. We were still believing for a miracle, honestly, at that point. We were just praying and praying that God would intervene and that um, I reached out to the family members and told them, you know, that we love her and that we um, we will maintain contact with them and that we, you know, basically begging for this baby. Right. Um, And we weren't just foster. We wanted to adopt. We wanted. Yeah. Her to be Our with families us loved her. Yeah. My parents grieved just as much as we did. I mean, yeah. it was not only a kick for us, it was for them too. Yeah. Um, 
and for everybody in your circle, everybody. Yeah, everybody that had been cheering for us and praying for us and, you know, that thought this was it too. Um, But anyway, it ended up, they ended up um, adopting her or taking her in. Um, And that was probably the hardest thing I've ever been through. Yeah. Um, It felt like a death because with foster care, that we didn't get any follow-ups. We didn't. Yeah. We they can't tell us how she's doing. They wouldn't, they, wouldn't, they we I can't check up on her. I mean, her us. location is secret. Yeah. I mean, just you know, she was gone. Like one day she woke up with us, and then that night she wasn't there. So uh, you know that that was. So you're trusted to take care of all of her needs mm-hmm. on on Tuesday, yeah. And yeah. by Wednesday night, she's you're gone and all her stuff completely cut gone. off, I mean, and you I, can't. Yeah. You can't and, even and know I how she's all, doing. I mean, packing up her stuff. And that you know, family member blocked us. They won't. They complained that they don't want to have anything to do with us. Sure. They wouldn't tell us anything because they felt threatened. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm we sure. just want to know how she was doing. I just want to know she was okay. They won't tell us anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we know there's a happy ending, but, <laughs> yeah. but this is we went a, through a dark this is a, that. Yeah, that was, this is a heck was, of a yeah. moment mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, that was hard. Um, so what, and Jerry and I <clears throat> grieved it very differently. Um, yeah. I was still trying to seek God and trying to find some kind of hope in all of it, even though it felt pretty bleak. But Jerry, we both were angry, but I would say Jerry went through the worst yeah. anger. We were both mad at God. I can remember yeah. being so mad at God that I didn't <clears throat> pray for a while. I mean, yeah, I honestly, I, I did too. Um, I was and, mad. And when I did I was pray, mad I told God how mad I was. I can remember yeah. that. And just, um, I just couldn't believe that. I just felt so forsaken. Just right. like, why would you dangle this, you know, delicious carrot right in front of me yeah. that seems to be the answer to all my prayers that I have been praying for years. And then just yank it, just yank it. Because yeah. you wanted to see me get hurt, right. uh, like what kind of God does that? Right. I mean, honestly, I'm just being real. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's how I, that's how I felt. I, I just felt tricked. I felt forsaken. You yeah. know, not loved, and just not worthy. I felt not worthy of such a gift. Um, there was a lot. That was a heavy moment. So there was a part of you. That's that's a really interesting way to to perceive that mm-hmm. that you had the chance but maybe something in you was not I wasn't good enough I wasn't yeah I had not and so he took her away mm-hmm. yeah. wow wow mm-hmm. that's a heavy it is burden mm-hmm. to carry yeah. there was yeah. a lot there was and a lot in, of anger. in my heart of hearts I knew that wasn't true but <laughs> I still had to go through that that those emotions and feelings to come to come out on the other side, but and I had to tell God how mad I was. I mean, He knew how mad I was. Right. He knew how hard I, He knew I was thinking it. So I knew He knew I was thinking it. So I just told Him a lot how mad I was yeah. and how much I didn't understand. So you processed it with God, kind of face to face. Yeah, kind of one on one, personally. Mm-hmm. Jerry, you you processed it a little differently. I kind of withdrew and I didn't pray at all. And- I mean, he I stepped was, down from the council. I was mad. That's down. the reason. I mean, he didn't want to be involved in church anymore. I didn't, I didn't it was want like to pulling teeth to, to get him to go to I church. I didn't even want to come to church. Yeah. And, uh, and didn't. And didn't and for didn't a while. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, stepped down from stuff at work. I just didn't want to be around anybody, really. Yeah. I just, it's, it's still kind of hard for me to talk about. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was hard for me as a wife to watch him go through that because... You know, he's this tough guy, and uh, I probably, that's the only time I've ever seen him cry. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and still to this day, he cries talking about her. Oh, bless you. <laughs> bless you. Um. So yeah, that was that was tough. So I, I, I don't want to wallow in it, but I, I want to, to, and this is part of a, of a series where we talk about real things that happen um, in our lives, triumphs and tragedies. Um, and I, I want to make sure that, that we point out the fact that, that you guys are real Christians, right? Real believers. You had real faith yeah. that this was an answer from God to years long prayers yes. and then she's just gone right. and you're left to deal with all of the fallout of that agree mourning like it's a death because it really yeah. is the death of a dream mm-hmm. yeah. the death in some sense the death of your faith yeah. because you had believed so strongly that this was a, a clear answer and from thought, God how you know, and, and people, I, I can remember people, they meant well, but they would say, God's got something better for you on the other side. Just wait, just hold on. He's got something better for you. And that insulted me so much because I thought, you're telling me there's something better than her? Yeah. Like, are you saying she wasn't good enough? She right. was so good enough. Like, yeah. you know, how to me, the thought of something better meant she wasn't. Yeah. I mean, she was our everything. I mean, you know. We know, I, we know people meant well they by meant it, well. But it really, it kind of hurt her feelings. Yeah. When people would say that. And it, but it's true. It was it true. Trivi- it trivializes, it was true. though. It <laughs> trivializes <laughs> yeah. a little bit what you're going through. Right. And it, it is true. And then a lot of those people had probably been through some hard things, and they knew it was going to be okay on the other side. Right. We couldn't yeah. see it yet. So what do you say to somebody who is in the midst of a, of a tragedy like that in the midst of, I don't know if that's the right word, but it sure felt tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it felt knowing tragic. y'all and loving yeah. y'all and what, kind of walking through this with you. Mm-hmm. It sure felt like a tragedy. W- what do you say to somebody in the, in the midst of something like that? That's not offensive and that's not flippant and that's not like coffee cup Christianity. That's actually one thing I learned through that was how to talk to people who are grieving or have gone through a tragedy because I can remember always feeling like I, I felt so much pressure to say the perfect thing that's going to just magically make them feel better. But you're not going to make somebody feel better. They, you're not. So the best thing to say is just, I am so sorry. Right. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. And yeah. I'm praying for you. That's yeah. it. That's all you got to say. Yeah, I love because you. I'm praying I love for you. you. I'm praying. I'm so sorry. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need any words of wisdom. They don't need any advice. Yeah. They just need to know that you yeah. love them and that you're praying. Don't for give them. me 20 That's scriptures it. to read. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I don't need a silver lining speech. Yeah. I just need you to, yeah. to yeah. acknowledge that I'm hurting and and tell me you love me. That's it. Yeah. And to know that you're not going through it alone. Yeah. Right. Right. That ministry of presence that you're, yeah. we're here with you. We don't know what the road looks like. We don't know what it feels like, but we're just going to be with you. And you just have to go through that grieving period. And yeah. Just, we, yeah, we had to go through. We, we leaned on each other. And when, another way I, I dealt with it, that I had to sort of drag Jerry onto my bandwagon. But immediately I can remember that very same day I said, you know, I I said, you know, I know we're going to have to grieve. I know this sucks today. Excuse the word sucks, but yep. it just did. That was the part. It, for it. it did. Um, but I said, I want to adopt. I'm not done. I, I want to adopt. I still feel called. We're going to have to grieve. But I said, I'm not going to sit in this house and just cry every day. So let's start fixing this house up to sell it. Let's let, let that be our project. I just needed to get busy doing something. Really? Yeah. So that was day that one, was that, that day. decision to I, sell I, the house. I was like, we're, we're going to start fixing up this house and we're going to sell it and we're going to yeah. do private adoption. 
We're not going through bad wow. foster care. We'll We're not doing that. We, I can't risk a heartbreak like that again. Yeah. yeah. And for some people, that turns out great. And yeah. we, we do spoke about this off camera because yeah. you didn't want to throw the whole process under the bus mm-hmm. because right. it's worked for so many people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know of anybody who would fault you for saying, okay, we're not doing that. No, again. and I still, I mean, yeah. foster care is such a call of God and, it, and there is, there's so, we need so many more foster parents and I haven't completely rolled it out of my book in the future. I don't know about Jerry, <laughs> but I mean, I, 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 don't know if I, I still have a soft, conversation. I have a soft spot yeah. in my heart for foster care. I really do. But yeah. if, for us in, in that time, I did not feel like that was our story anymore. Yeah. So you made this decision. So now we can kind of keep plowing through towards a happier ending. Yeah. Um, so you, we, you made we, this decision uh, to go to private we, we adoption. Grieved and we, we kept grieving, but as we were grieving, we were fixing up our house mm-hmm. and um, finishing touches. And we, we had it. Um, we didn't really have to put it on the market, but um, we started letting, we let somebody come look at it by Chris around Christmas time, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that actually was a God thing too. Morgan, your daughter okay. actually um, knew someone who was looking for a house and said, hey, wow. yeah. um, I, you know, she kind of set that up and they were the first ones we let come look at it and they, were, they made an offer the second time they looked at it and hey, wow. that worked yeah, out. So, that's fantastic. Yeah, so that... Did, one, now, did it's Morgan like get any moment. commission off that? No, <laughs> she didn't. Okay. But Just I'm giving her a shout sure. out now, Morgan. Thank you, Mo. We should have um, bought her dinner, <laughs> Yeah, we so need to do good. something. So uh, we'll, tell we'll, me what... The, so what's the decision about... Because having a family, you need a, you need a house. Why was it that you wanted to consider selling um, a house? Because we... Uh, we got a really good deal on that house. It was a fixer upper. Okay. So we knew the updates we had done and we're continuing to do, we were going to get a pretty good profit off of it. So, and go in private adoption, going private adoption. We knew we'd need it. You were going to need it. So that was, that was the motivation. Um, so you got a buyer right but, out of the gate. But I, I mean, I would say from the moment we started making those decisions and, and, and like putting it on the market, it's like once we said, okay, this is what we're going to do, it feels impossible. We've, we've always thought private adoption was impossible. Mm-hmm. But once we decided we were going to step out in faith and sell our house and just do it is when things started moving quickly and easily, I would say. I mean, even though it really still didn't get easy, but, you know, things, things started working out. I mean we only had to show our house to one person. It, it sold at the yeah. ask price. Yeah. It, yeah. you know, I mean, just things like that. And, um, and I will say our, we feel like, I mean, if you go by due dates and all that, he was conceived around the same time we closed on our house. Wow. So we stepped out in faith in selling our house, our place to live. <laughs> um, and our son was being conceived. So, um, it's just, it's pretty cool looking back. Um, so we talked about in, well, not long after, I guess, uh, Teddy was, was born. We, uh, I, I, the, I did the message in the fall of last year where we talked about Peter getting out of the boat. And we talked about that gave birth to the Jericho Project and, and all of that kind of thing. But I remember in that preparation for that message saying that Peter didn't have the ability to walk on the water until he got out of the boat. That the provision came after the obedience Mm -hmm. that what what you need comes between the realization of it and and the obedience Mm -hmm. to it so you sold the house as in a step of faith in obedience to Mm -hmm. what you knew God was calling you to do and it was after or as you were doing that 
that he actually comes into existence. And his conception too was also a statistic because his um, birth mother had just had an IUD put in like four or five months before that, was not supposed to be pregnant. Wow. Um, but got pregnant anyway. And he was just meant to be. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So um, I don't want to disclose, I want you to disclose anything private mm-hmm. or personal. Uh, more like, well, like this well, whole thing's not been I mean, private it's personal, pretty personal. But um, uh, private adoption is expensive. Like yeah. we're not just talking about thousands. We're talking tens of thousands uh-huh. of dollars, yes. right? Yeah, and so, we didn't really know. We knew a ballpark. Like I knew it was probably going to be at least 20, maybe 30. But more, the more we looked into it, I was like, okay, it might be more like 30 or 40 or, you know, it, it's a more, lot. Or more. The earlier you get And some advice. are more expensive, expensive than others. Some agencies yeah. charge more yeah. than others. Excuse okay. me. Because you're actually, the earlier you get involved, you're helping the birth mother. Sometimes they can't work. You're helping okay. pay her bills. Okay. So that, well, yeah, all that fact, goes through the agency. Yeah, it goes yeah. through the agency, but that is but that's factored, part of why it's so expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And legal so, fees and, you know. Yeah, it's just, a lot of legal fees. So you start raising money. You put back a little nest egg from we what you back, got. We put back $30,000, which we thought would cover everything. Right. Um, and, and we know, because we had some debt we needed to pay off too. So we sure. paid off some debt. Yeah. And we... Um, we, we lived with my parents for about three or four weeks, um, and we found a, rent, a rental after that. Or we, we had the rental lined up, but we couldn't get in for three or four weeks. So, and that was another thing. In September, mm. around the time we started fixing up the house, I knew we would want to sell around the holidays, and one of, I was talking to one of my customers about it, and she said, well, I've got a rental house that's going to be vacant around that time you sell if y'all are interested in that. ended up working out. I mean, just wow. God, it's like God already had our steps you know, all we had to do was walk. You know, wow. he had everything yeah. laid He's out. He's connecting dots. Yeah. He's yeah. ordering your steps. Yeah. The, yeah. the the hard part, though, is you can't see three dots I, ahead. No, I can't. Right. It's one dot So at we a time. just, it's like we're, he had our hand, but we were still walking in the dark. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. He was leading, and we felt like he was leading, but it was still like, oh, I can't see anything. <laughs> now, how difficult is it, having been through what you just went through a few months before, when you also felt God's hand and direction and peace to move forward. How hard was it to step out in faith again? It was very hard um, because you're still on guard. Um, I still felt like I wanted to protect my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, protect your heart from God? From heartbreak that I knew yeah. he was capable of, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I knew nothing was a promise. We're not promised anything, but I think another hard lesson he allowed me to learn through that was, you know, I know a lot of time, like it was easy for me to say, why me? Why are you doing this to me? But the better question is, I think, is why not me? What makes me so special that I'm not supposed to go through stuff? Wow. Why, you know, why is everything supposed to be rosy just for me and not for anybody else? You know, so I think in all this, he's teaching me, you know, you go through the hard stuff and the crappy stuff and the horrible stuff so that I can teach you and so that you can grow in your faith and, um, you know, just, it, it's, it's really hard. It's, it's, um, not fun to go through, but not at all, but when you're on the other side, you know, it, you, you see the growth, but, right. um, wow. I don't know. I'm not, I, I, I feel like I'm too, I don't, I don't want to act like we've got it all figured out cause we don't, but, um, I mean, definitely we learned a lot going through all this. No question. So, how, so you, you sold the house, got all that ready, and you start pursuing the, the private adoption. You found an agency pretty quickly. 
how uh, soon was it that you that you connected with the birth mom? Um, well, we ended up, I, I wanted to use an adoption consultant, um, a Christian adoption consultant, um, because they have a wider net. So they work with multiple agencies. So I knew it would cast a wider net for us that um, we could work with several agencies mm-hmm. and reach out to several birth moms instead of just one agency with you know, a limited amount of birth moms. Right. So I thought that would speed our process up maybe. I mean, it's an added cost, but we thought it was at this point, it you was know, worth it. Yeah. Well, they put out a network. I mean, um, they go pretty much nationwide. Yeah. Okay. So they would start sending, after we did our home study, um, they would start sending us, um, different situations. Then they would send them to everybody that was signed up with them. Like this is birth mom and they'd give her name and give the situation. And if we felt like we wanted to present to that birth mom, which means our consultants would send our information to her agency and then her agency would let her look at our profile book. We had to make a profile book all about us. And our consultants wanted us to write our birth moms a letter. Um, So we had to write her a letter. and so every time we presented, that was what would happen. So I think we presented to seven or eight oh, wow. before, um, yeah. before Teddy's birth mom picked us. But that's really good because there's a lot of people who get told no 20, 30, 40 times before they're chosen. Yeah. So for us to not have to wait that long, I mean, we signed up with our consultants in April or May and we were chosen in July and that's really fast. Wow. But what a remarkable um, it's really ironic to me because you, when you think of the adoption process, you think of uh, agencies marketing children to different parents, mm-hmm. hoping to be chosen. But this is the opposite, is opposite. of that. You're birth marketing mom. yourself to the birth yeah. moms to be chosen. Because she wants to feel comfortable, and that was it. Was a cool experience to um, learn about that because you know, I'm, it really I have a lot of compassion for these birth moms. I mean, they, they're choosing life and sure. they're choosing love really because they know they're not capable. Right. Whatever their circumstances are, they've chosen that they, they think they're not capable or they're, it's just not a good situation for right. these babies. So they want to choose the parents that they feel like would be the best for their child. And, um, so that was heavy for me. I know. Cause I did most of the letter writing. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Um, so that was, I took that into account every time I reached out to Turned a birth mom because I yeah. couldn't imagine what they were going through. Right choosing yeah. this yeah. I couldn't imagine yeah um and so, being turned down again that was the first time that, we got a no was hard I think because I was so excited kinda, to yeah. present to a birth mom you know yeah. so the first one kind of hurt my feelings but after that it was like <laughs> ah. yeah. yeah um at some point do you recognize though that this is just part of the journey yeah. to get to the one that that God yeah, and I them. wanted to be chosen too I think of I course. think I wanted to wait until somebody wanted me to parent their child okay right so to me that was a big deal so I'm I was good with waiting because another woman is choosing me to raise her child right. that's a, that's a that's lot powerful. Um, so I was okay with waiting for that. So you get a yes. We get a yes. And so I don't know what mm-hmm. the typical relationship is between birth mom and adoptive or mm-hmm. potential adoptive parents, prospective adoptive parents. Um, but what was your experience like with her? Um, great. I mean, <laughs> she was so easy to talk to, um, okay. very chatty, which made things less awkward. Right. Um, and sweet and um, just matter of fact, I was able to ask her very honest questions um, about her lifestyle and about, you know, I just wanted to know what to expect with him and she was very forthcoming. Um, 
And in fact, she was scared that we, we would change our minds and not want him if she told us some things. And I was like, girl, (laughs) we ain't changing our minds. Um, so I thought that was, that just kind of threw me for a loop that she was scared that we were going to say no. It's interesting because you don't ever know what somebody else's journey has been like. Mm -hmm. So you always assume that yours has been the worst or the, the most shameful or the most difficult you just don't know who you're sitting across from, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and we actually got to meet Bur- um, his birth dad too. Yeah. Um, and I'm so thankful for that too, because that's not always the case. Sometimes right. they're not involved, but right. Um, right. He, they were still together as a couple. And yeah. Um, it was so, very uncommon. Yeah. And so, and, <laughs> and so the age, all the communication goes through the agency. So they set up a phone call for us first. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a few weeks after we were chosen. And um, so we got to talk on the phone. And that's when they told us it was a boy. And uh, so then we set up a meeting with them. So Jerry and I went down a couple weeks after that, I guess, to where they were, which is yeah. about eight to 10 hour drive. Yeah. Um, we went down for the weekend Tampa. and we had a three hour lunch with them. Um, one of the ladies from the agency and then birth parents. And that was awesome. We were nervous yeah. wrecks, I can remember. Of course. Yeah. But it was so good. Yeah, I mean. Very smooth. And we got our picture made and you know, I had my hand on her belly. It was just sweet. Um, and then it wasn't long after that, that he, he was born, but, um, and I got to go down and she let me go to doctor's appointments with her, um, those last couple of appointments. And, uh, we had lunch together every time. And I mean, it was just crazy, but it's still in the back of my mind. I'm thinking she can still change her mind. Right. The reality yeah. is she can still change her yeah, mind. And she has every right to change her yeah, mind. Yeah. Till her signature's on the paper. Right. Right. And she has every right to, and I, that's what I would kept praying. I'm like, you know, I mean, I knew, I knew that was her right. He wasn't ours yet. Um, but she, she kept reaching out and kept saying, this is what she wanted. And this, yeah. I mean, she, I felt like she kept reassuring us, even though I wasn't asking her to, I was trying not to put any pressure on mm-hmm. her, but, um, yeah. I just feel like it was just easy. Yeah. Easy with her, the relationship. Yeah. Um, so you were there, not just in the hospital when he was born. Oh, you- she was scheduled for an induction at 7am and she invited Jerry and I to be there. So we all got to the hospital at 7am. Yeah. And he wasn't born until 8 p.m. So we spent 13 hours in the Ooh. room with her and the birth dad, 13 yeah. hours all together. Wow. Until he was born. <laughs> and she let us be there. I mean, I yeah, just think that's, that's a miracle that I yeah. got. She said she didn't want us to miss out on that experience. Yeah. Wow. On the birth of our son. Yeah, so, we got to meet all her family yeah, and her father's meet, family. Um, her they were parents all great. And his parents. It was all, we got pictures made with all of them. <clears> and it was just a dream scenario. Of, yeah. It was just. Just God's grace. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think, though, it almost took a situation like that to help pull you along that journey, which was still a faith journey. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, it, it was a grace. It was the grace mm-hmm. of God to say, yes, I'm still going to require that they step out on faith because without mm-hmm. faith, it's impossible to please right. God. Right. But I, I'm going to give them so much support and, mm-hmm. and comfort and reinforcement and assurance along the way. Um, what an incredible, what an incredible story though. So you were there for first cry. Yes. You I, I was the first one to hold him. Yeah. Um, wow. we got to make those first decisions on, um, do we want him to go ahead and get the hepatitis shot right away? She, the birth mom looked at me and said, ask her. And I said, yeah. yes, I want to, you know, I mean, wow. 
She could have made that decision. Yeah, so your mom right off the bat. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah I mean, and but I him. still knew yeah. that they could not bring her the legal paperwork until it had been 48 hours or until she was discharged. Okay. Yeah. So we're still, like Jerry and yeah. I still had to go back to our We're condo. still a little nervous. That she night, we had to leave mind. the hospital yeah. about an hour or two after he was born and just try to sleep. Um, and no. then we were right back up at the How'd hospital. No, very good. <laughs> we got right back up to the hospital the next day, spent the whole day with him, yeah. um, then had to go back home or go back to where we were staying. One more time, right? One more time. And then um, it just so happened that the rental we were in that time, we had to move out of that that second morning anyway. Yeah. And yeah. so we were just praying because he, he had to be in the NICU for a few days and we were just praying that the hospital was going to let us move in. Yeah. That day, yeah. that ended up working out. <laughs> we the agency came up there that day about midday. She was ready to go. She, she had told the hospital she was ready to be discharged. She wanted to go. She couldn't go until the agency came to give her to, to see if she was ready to sign. Yeah. So um, Jerry and I were sitting in Teddy's Nikki room with the baby. Um, and I get a text from the birth mom that says, I just signed. Congratulations. I'm going home. And, um, I, I couldn't believe that the birth mom just texted. Like, I cannot believe she just said, I just signed. Like at that moment I knew he was ours. Like, and she, with her telling me that I was just special. I thought just, absolutely. I'm giving you my child basically. But did your heart not drop when you saw her? Yeah, so I knew the agency. Yes, I was like, I was afraid she was saying, I'm so sorry, I couldn't go through right. with it. Yeah. Um, so then I knew the ladies were on their way to us yeah. for us to do our paperwork. But mm-hmm. um, Unbelievable. So at that point, I got to call my parents, and we got to call and tell everybody that, you it's know, it, it's official. And Wow. Now, not just your parents. You had quite the cheering section. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of support, a lot you. of prayer warriors and... Um, people that were that could not wait to yeah. hear the good yeah. news and um I couldn't share anything until of course that was signed of and course. the legal paperwork um and in the state of Florida there's a lot less um stress because when they sign it's done she okay. doesn't get a period yeah. of time to change her mind okay. or anything so um like in Georgia I think it's 10 days yeah. um, but so. in Florida we knew once she signed that we could just take a deep breath yeah but um we still couldn't leave we still couldn't so leave. So our journey was not even close to being over. <laughs> we okay. still couldn't leave Florida <laughs> so tell because. Me about that. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, we, we ended up moving different condos. What five times? I think we moved four or five oh times. Four or five while we were times. In Florida. They kept uh, we did get to stay at the we hospital. Had to move. We had to pack everything up and move to a different condo. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it was fine. God took care of it all. But um, we couldn't leave Florida until. ICPC, which is interstate, come something, something, placement of a child. Um, we, you can't leave the state with the child until the state recognizes his adoption. So okay. that just has to go through paperwork, and they're only up in Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Um, and they can't even start the paperwork until he's discharged from the hospital. Yeah. So he yeah. wasn't discharged for five days. Yeah. So, you know. So he had to be in NICU because of the birth mom's issues sure uh, so they had to make sure there was no problems with him yeah so he was hooked up to monitor there wasn't it was just precautionary yeah he was born with nothing in his system it was just well, because yeah. she had something in her system sure. yeah he did not but because she did they had to hold him for five of days of course right which I think is another miracle because I've been praying for a healthy baby for Absolutely. how many years 
Yeah. Um, and praying for I, whether I carried the child or somebody else carried the child, I just prayed for this child's protection in the womb for years, whoever this child was going to be. Um, and he, mom, birth mom has something in her system, but he doesn't. Yeah. You yeah. tell me that's, that's not God. That's <laughs> wow. So, um, and he's been a healthy boy ever since. So there's another one more part of the story, if if you don't mind me asking about this, because you y'all are are very personable people, but also private people. You don't just mm -hmm. put your business out there mm -hmm. for everybody. Yeah. Um, but you had sold your house and thought you were prepared financially. Yeah. And yeah. and you discovered that you weren't. No. So his situation, yeah. when it first came across my email, I immediately dismissed it because of the price tag. It was one of the higher ones I had seen. Um, I think it was like 40, 40,000, 40, yeah. maybe 45, maybe it was, I think it was 45. Yeah. Anyway, it was a lot and it was more, it was way more uh, than you had, way, right. way yeah. more than we had. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like, no, nah, we'll just wait till the next one, you know? Um, but then the next day, I don't know what it was, but I thought, you know, I'm just really going to sit down. I've got some time. I'm going to reread this email word for just read it. And I was drawn to this birth mom because she had been a hairdresser. Okay. Um, and she was looking for a Christian family. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, um, I immediately felt, there was a couple other things that kind of, sh I thought she and I would have in common. So I, I thought, oh, all right, all right, Lord. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. just gonna do it. I'm gonna step out in faith again. And if this is our baby, then I know you're gonna yeah. get we'll us there. Provide for us. Wow, and, somehow. Um, sometimes you, you, get a, you get an answer within a day. Sometimes it's two or three days before you know right. if they chose you or not. So. Um, Usually you get an email if it's a no. So I was checking my email like constant. constant. Sure. Um, but one day at work, I got a call from the girl from our um, consultants um, and I had her name in my phone in bold. So when it came up, I was like, okay, she doesn't just call. Right. So I was like, hello. <laughs> and she said, hello. <laughs> yeah. She's, do you want a baby? And I'm like, oh, I mean, it was just, oh, you know, tears flow. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it just so happened that I had a break at that time. I wasn't doing anything. Okay. I was sitting there chit-chatting with my coworkers. So you didn't cry on somebody's hair or anything? No, it yeah. was awesome. I had a minute to just celebrate and rejoice and call Jerry and my mom right. and um, before I had to do somebody else's hair. But um, <laughs> it, was just, it was a cool day to get like that unbelievable moment where you get the yes. So that's the, there's the high of, of getting that moment. And, and then, then there's like, the oh, reality crap. of, yeah, yeah, we still have. We got to uh, raise some money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and not yeah. only the money for that was still needed for his adoption, but we knew we were going to need travel money. Right. Because um, you I was were gonna in have to take Florida some time for a off month work. and a half um, or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, without pay. And as a yeah. yeah, as a hairdresser, you don't you don't cut yeah, hair. Yeah, so paid. I knew right. we were I gonna need. And you're not. You were there too. You, she was there before you. She was there longer than me, but yeah. I was still there. What, you were there for two or weeks? three weeks. Yeah. at least three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not again. Wow. Without yeah. pay. So, so, so what did knew. what did God? Because I know this was a God thing too. So, how did He show up on on this edge? Well, um. <laughs> what we um the last thing I wanted to do was ask for money. Mm -hmm. I'm very prideful about that. Um, yeah. um but I knew there was no other way. I mean there was there was no amount of t shirt selling 
or you know any of these other we did and we didn't have time for that because yeah. he was due so soon and, and the agency yeah. needed their money right you know that was my great idea we'll just have t-shirts and car wars and yeah. I, got, I looked Lemonade into all that yeah. and you don't raise yeah. <laughs> it's a whole lot of effort for not a lot of yeah. return yeah um <laughs> he's so sleepy <laughs> um so I just was like, okay, I'm just going to get on one of these. I tried to find a Christian. I found a um, Christian crowdfunding site that is specifically for adoption. Okay. That would give people their tax, whatever, yeah. write off if they wanted C3, it. Yeah. Um, and of course they would take a small percentage of it, but I didn't care. I was just like, we, we need money. Um, and yeah. so um, I had also felt led when we first started um, the private adoption journey. I'd started a blog kind of on Facebook. So I'd kind of, people kind of knew our backstory, um, that how we're following that. And, um, so I shared our crowdfunding thing and the whole situation. I, I was very transparent on social media because I wanted people, I, I don't know if it's pride or what, but I just didn't want people to think here's somebody asking for money. You know, yeah. I wanted you, them you to know our, lot. yeah, I wanted them right. to know our story and that we tried to do yeah. this on our own, but right. you know, it just costs a lot more. And I think it was just God humbling me and just saying, right. look, it's okay if you ask for help. Um, I am your help, you know? And so he, God poured it out. I'm t- there were people that gave that we don't even know who they are and, um, and why they gave, but they saw our story and they felt led to give. Wow. So, I That's mean, people cool. that gave crazy amounts of money that we don't know, have never met. Wow. Um, people God, that I, mean, I actually went to high school, I haven't seen in a long, long time gave money and that was that was amazing family members gave over and abundantly i mean i just i i I was so humbled by that because i and it made me immediately feel so selfish because why have i never given that big before you know because it blessed us so much for them to give that it made us want to be better givers yeah um so i guess that was just another little nugget god's throwing in there to teach us you know trying to make us better givers and you know by putting us in a situation where we relied on people giving right um so he poured it out we um i think we had a goal of twenty two thousand. I, I think that's what it was i, I don't even know the, the exact numbers now but i think we met it in like a month wow um I think we did one. We had a f- one fundraiser where we made some yeah, money too. Fundraiser here, and um, and of course my parents yeah. gave some, and and anything that was over and above that twenty two was going to go towards our travel and right. being off work. And, right. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there was just enough <laughs> and a little more. Yeah. Like we had all our bills paid. Yeah. Um. Somebody, I don't, I still don't know who paid our rent for two months. <laughs> yeah. Somebody paid our rent at our right. house yeah. for two months. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about that while I was gone. Um, yeah. Just crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Wow. Because God's God, and when He does something big, He does it. Yeah. <laughs> and because He's good. Yeah, because He's a good Father, and I think He was just saying, "See, when you just trust Me, I make it easy." Yeah. yeah. And I make it happen. And what felt impossible became so possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so yeah. So then we. We welcomed our sweet little baby, and um, he's just been a joy ever since. So it's so amazing. It's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My first real Mother's Day, and I, I won't—I'll never forget. We—I celebrated Mother's Day when we had our foster baby, um, but it didn't feel. I felt it did feel like a pretend because she wasn't ours, right? Uh, even though we still celebrated a little. 
Um, but this time it's, um, it's going to be real. And I hate that we can't be at church for it. I know. Um, and I think I was sharing with you before this, that even Mother's Day is sad, but it's, I mean, I, I still love celebrating my mom. I mean, you know, there's right. happy things about Mother's right. Day and my grandmother, but, um, baby dedication day was always the worst. There were some Sundays that I chose to stay home because I knew I would sob through the service because baby dedication makes me so emotional. Um, Because I just, you know, I mean, I guess women who have had trouble having families understand that longing for a baby and to be a mom. And um, so that that was always a hard day. I always dreaded baby baby dedication day. Um, So anyway, it's just, it's, it's cool now that, um, I don't know. I get, it, was, it was always hard for me to see this side. I never knew if I was going to be a mom. I had to get to a place right. in my Christian walk where I had to be decide if I was going to be okay if he never gave me a baby. Am I still going to love God even if he never gives me a baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I really have a choice? No. I, I mean, I didn't. I, I had to get, I can remember having that conversation with God that I will still love you. I will still serve you. If you choose not to give me a baby, I know it's because you know it's better for me. And that, I'm getting emotional just thinking that because um, I wanted a baby so bad, but I knew I had no choice but to follow God. And if he wanted me to not be a mom, I knew it was for a reason. So um, the fact that I am a mom now is just... It's awesome. Like I, I'm so thankful. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was going to ask, um, I was going to ask you what your advice is for, uh, for the, the Jenny of 10 years ago or five years ago, <laughs> or for the, for the moms who are watching, joining us live or watching us at some other point. And they're still, they still hate Mother's Day and they still hate yeah. Baby Dedication Day uh, and are still in the throes of that. But I think you just answered that. You, you have to get to a you place. You have to surrender and just say, you know, I mean, even, even when I got to that place with God that I knew I would serve him and, and love him even if I couldn't be a mom. Um, I still knew, I still kind of knew I'd be a mom because it was still such a desire of mine. Mm-hmm. And he says he'll give us the desires of our heart. And I held on to that for so long. I'm like, okay, I really desire to yes. be a mom. So <laughs> yeah. where's my baby? <laughs> but, um, but you know, I also had to get to the place where I was okay with, am I okay with being a mom even if I didn't birth that baby? I mean, right. so that was a journey, even getting to the decision to adopt right. because there yeah. for so long, it was just, I just wanted to be pregnant. So, I mean, it takes you a long, or it took me a long time to get to the place of, um, considering adoption yeah. and I never thought he'd be on board with adoption, but, yeah. um, wow. that was God. Um, so, oh, yeah, um, I think ride. I would just say just to, um, just be as real as you can with God because he knows yeah. your thoughts anyway. Yeah. He knows it all. Telling, I mean, he knows your deepest desires that you're not going to tell yeah. everybody. So just be real and, um, it's not always going to be easy, but you got to keep, you know, it's not going to look how you thought it would. Um, but you, I think he'll bless as long as you feel peace about the direction you're headed in your journey to be a mom, he's going to bless it. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Yeah. But 
I'm going to use the words that used to get on my nerves so bad, <laughs> but there is something better on the other side. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Jerry, what do you say to um, somebody who is mad at God right now? Oh. Because I worried about you. Yeah, I know. Um, it, was, it was tough. You just got to uh, keep praying. Don't withdraw from God. And things I learned is uh, if you're angry at God, you know, tell him. Yeah. You know, I'm mad at you right now. What you did to me was not fair. I didn't like it. Yeah. And, uh, and just keep your faith and keep moving forward. And you know he's got a better plan. You, you don't understand it at the time. Uh, wasn't sure it ever was going to happen. Right. Uh, but he, he's got a better plan for you. You just got to keep the faith. Amen. Listen, thank you all for taking the time to tell your story, for sharing with everybody uh, what you've been through. Uh, I think it's important for people of faith to share their to share their journeys, um, because I think we do have this concept that when you're following the will of God, when you're going to get whatever he's got for you, that it's a straight line. It's a four lane highway. Right. And you've got police escort and everything's going to be great. But man, there's some potholes and there's some hairpin turns and, and, um, some detours and things you didn't see coming. Um, the good news is you, you got to where he was taking you. Mm -hmm. Right. Your faith is deepened. Mm -hmm. Right. You're humble, uh, appreciative, grateful. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and and, and we couldn't have done it alone. We couldn't have done it on our own. I just want to thank everybody you know, that helped us out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's everybody just, that... It was wouldn't happen. <laughs> there for a while, I felt like I owed people. Like, I feel like we need to pay them back. But <laughs> my mom's like, they gave because they wanted to. That's like, right. God yeah. provoked their hearts. They gave. God gave. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But it's just hard for me to imagine that our community pulled together for us like that. It's just it's yeah. really humbling. And, and um, we're so thankful. Because there he is. You got people. Yeah. yeah, you got people. We got connections. You got connections to the Father. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Jenny, Jerry, thank you for sharing today, and I've been I've been waiting to say Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. <laughs> we pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. Just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a call at 770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.